Taste Like Nutrition. This is Taste Like Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. And as always, this is the song that I always start with because it's my happiest song. Best song ever. <laughs> Hey, you uh, Taste Like Nutrition Radio. What are we all about? We are about truth in science, truth in healthcare, truth in what is good for you. There's more out there than what we're, uh, I think, what we're told. And so the best thing about this show is I bring on some of the most amazing people who do some of the most amazing things because when we have problems, when we have symptoms, whether they're mental, emotional, physical, psychological, whatever the case may be, there is so much out there that we have access to, and sometimes we just don't know about it. And so the goal is to have a lot of fun, is to bring to you all of the goodness that is out there and the goodness in people who want to be there to help, to guide, and to share the amazing knowledge that they have. So, today we have Dr. Carrie. I keep wanting to say Dr. Carrie McCruden. She just got married. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so fun. <laughs> so, it is fun. <laughs> so, it's Dr. Carrie Johansson. Yes. Yes. Um, and she is a psychologist, and I am, I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be so much fun because we get to kind of, there's, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but bring together the mental and the emotional and food yes. and then other things but that's such a big part of people's psyche and the lack of you know just can't figure out why we keep making the choices that we make or you know in all of these different things so anyway hi hi it's so <laughs> nice to be here thanks for being here i feel like it's been so long we've been planning this forever and it's finally here we so and I have somebody finally in the studio with me, which means you're local to the Denver area. I am. Uh, which is nice. We have so often, so I'm talking right here. Yep. You know? <laughs> and so it's just really good to have you in the studio with me, and I appreciate it. Um, we always start the show with gratitude. Absolutely. What are you grateful for today? It's funny. I was thinking about this last night, and I was feeling like I had a pile of things to choose from, mm -hmm. and I was even just grateful that I had a pile of things to choose yes. from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So certainly, you know, <laughs> uh -huh. problems just like everybody yeah. else to field and mm -hmm. sort, but I am incredibly grateful that I am in a place in my life where I can create and move towards creating the type of life that I want. Yeah. Hugely grateful for that. And just very, very grateful for really tiny things. So mm -hmm. one of the neat things about getting married is I now have this new family construction. Oh, and we're all living together. Yay. And really tiny things are happening. Like I wake up in the morning and I get to make breakfast for my people. Oh. It sounds really small, but it, I it's love to big, cook. Yeah. And I love to take care of mm -hmm. people. And it is just really floating my boat. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, it's great. I, That's really good. Um, we start the show with gratitude because we, I think, and I think probably a lot of people think that we should start our day with gratitude, right. all of us. It really, really makes a difference. And with so much of the craziness, I mean, life is always crazy. You know, we're in a crazy time now, but life is always crazy no matter what. Um, but if we start the day with gratitude, we all, in any situation, have 
many things to be grateful for. Um, and so, you know, think about that, uh, you know, write it down, journal about it, go to bed, uh, you know, after you write in your journal, whatever it is that works for you. But um, I think it's really, really important. And it really can change, can change each of our energy, our mentality. And if we all make a point of doing that, that's a really big deal. Absolutely, yeah. and it can shift your focus so quickly. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy ending my day with gratitude. Yeah. And in the middle of my day, especially if I'm feeling like, oh, there's another problem, mm-hmm. right? Like leaving mm-hmm. the house this morning, the coffee spills, and there's a dental emergency for somebody else in yeah. my family. And I'm just yeah. like, wah, whoa, slow down. Mm-hmm. Yes, the coffee spilled. You are just fine. Yeah. Yes, there's Life a dental emergency. Yeah. And we live somewhere we, where we can fix mm-hmm. that. So. Mm-hmm. Just that notion of in-the-moment gratitude yeah. and then for me closing my day with mm-hmm. a review and just a one-sentence journal entry. I don't oh, make it easy. Yeah, make it that's really good. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, I am, oh gosh, a couple, I, this is all sort of big. So as many of you already know, you may or may not know, I will be 50 in just the 15th so congratulations 50s are the best i think so i'm excited you know it's the number and we every you know every decade that number like okay here's that number um but i am a little bigger it's really strange Uh, it is strange (laughs) it's a strange thing you're like okay i got this i feel amazing i think i look pretty good um, you know, I don't feel that number. I don't. I guess I don't feel what I would have expected that number to be when I was ten. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You know, fifty is old. Fifty, mm-hmm. your years are over. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like I'm really just getting started. You know, in, in many ways, there's so much. I, ha- I feel like I have so much more wisdom, and excitement, and confidence, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited. You know, I said yesterday, and I'm not the only one to have said this, but, you know, if I don't turn 50, that's a problem. Right. <laughs> means I'm not here. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, so last weekend I had a good friend of mine, uh, well, it was a month ago, but she said, I have tickets to see. Do you listen to country at all? Country is my smallest version yeah. of music. Yeah. But well, there's some that's really enjoyable. There is. There is. Um, I'm a Texas girl. Yeah. Grew up in Texas. And um, have not always been all country, but I, the country that I love is good old country, yeah. right? But there is this, this, this movement these days where there are these young guys playing good old kind of twangy country. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Childers has become one of my favorite. Do you know Tyler Childers? Tyler Childers. Yes, Childers. yes. He did, have you heard, heard of Robert Olkeen? No. So he's all Texas country. His name is not as familiar. Yeah. He's from Texas and is Texas country. I'm sure he's gone outside of Texas. Well, he's been here. But um, anyway, so they were doing a benefit concert uh, down close to San Antonio. I don't know if if you're from Texas. It's, you know, there's a Fredericksburg area. It's an old German town. Um, But anyway, it's this cool shopping. Okay. And sorry, this is getting to be a long story. Not my intent point is she asked me if I wanted to go and it was a the the concert it was an orchestra hall in this tiny town in Kerrville Texas which is 22,000 people um and there were 300 people there but I still think you should say yes did you oh to yeah say yes? we went last weekend oh that's yes fantastic. it was amazing I mean we were on in the eighth row so we're watching Tyler Childers and Robert Earl Keen up there singing their tails off and having so much fun 
And then we spent the day drinking some wine because it's wine country down there. Yes, Texas has a wine country. Um, and did some shopping. I got look at this cool shirt. It is a look really cool, cool shirt. shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, all the embroidery on I the know. back. It's so great. <laughs> So anyway, um, that was my friend Tracy who took me down there, and we just had the best time. I got to spend some time, and it was just, I'm just grateful. She is a college friend, okay. so I don't have a lot of friends that I really kept in touch with really well, but um, a few, right, even a couple even from high school. But we all still stay in touch and are good friends, and um, it was just a really, it's just nice to have I'm grateful for good friends. Absolutely. And good experiences and good music. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway. That's quite the trifecta, actually, yeah, putting those it three is. together. Yeah. It's wonderful. So fun. So that's what I'm grateful for today and for you being here. Thank you. This is going to be a fun conversation. Okay. So let's just kind of dig into the basics um, and let's talk about who you are, how you got where you are, what it is that, that excites you and motivates you. What's your story? So I am, I had a very big year last year. So I'm actually going to start present and then kind of okay. go back. So last year I had an enormous year. I turned 50, which by the way, is ah. just fantastic. I got engaged. Mm -hmm. I, my daughter turned 16. So we're doing the whole driving thing, which is yeah. very fun. And my business turned 20. That's amazing. And then Congratulations. I got, and then I got married. Yeah. So yeah. it was this kind of year, like a maximum mm -hmm. kind of year. Yeah. But one of the things that was terrific about it was it really speaks to who I am and what's important to mm -hmm. me. Healthy relationships, tip top of my tip top of my pyramid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, doing good work, helping people feel good in their lives. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was listening to, I was going back and listening to a few of your other talks and interviews and you talk a lot about truth and you mm -hmm. talk a lot about helping people live their best life. I'm so glad you caught that because it, it's that's yeah. exactly what the show is. Thank you yes. for that. Yeah. So I love helping people figure out how to live their best life and I love trying to help myself live mm -hmm. my best life. And one of the things, and we'll talk a bunch more about this, but your best life is never perfect. It just mm -hmm. isn't even close to perfect. Yep. However, you can slow down and try to move towards the life you want with, on a really consistent basis. Yeah. And so I've been helping people do that in my therapy practice for 20 years and specialize in, specialize in treating anxiety and trauma. But several years back, I got started taking a look at who changed and why. Because sometimes I'd have someone come in with just a appallingly bad trauma history. Mm they would get better really fast. And I'd have someone come in who absolutely had a trauma history. Do not, you know, you can't really put trauma on a continuum and sure. pretend that one person's is worse than the other. Please never do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. However, you can also take a look at someone's trauma history and feel like, huh, that certainly is a trauma that is a problem, but they just would remain stuck in stuck. it. They would just yeah. be cycling in the trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I really dug into what helps people change, and a humongous piece of that is psychological flexibility. Mm -hmm. So started taking a look at digging into the research around how do we work with our brains and with our bodies, which are oftentimes set up instinctually 
to take care of us from back when we were mm-hmm. cave people. Mm-hmm. Not very helpful. Yeah. Right? Right. I'm sure you talk about this all the time with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Of course sugar tastes good. Yeah. It's marvelous. <laughs> yeah. And our brains are trained mm-hmm. to go, ooh, sugar. Mm-hmm. We should have more of that. And it's getting worse and worse. Now it's just becoming an addiction. Right. But, yeah. But you know, so if you can cir- circle back and slow down, mm-hmm. yes, instinctually this used to be really helpful for us. Mm-hmm. Now it's actually something we have to pay attention to and make choices around yeah. because the availability of something is different now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are the sorts of things that I talk about, think about, work on. But the, the goal for me was to get more information about who changes and how, and how can I more skillfully help people make changes Mm -hmm. that move them towards that best life? Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting. um, When I started this business, I had no concept of the amount of trauma that people have deal with. I've been very blessed um, in my life, you know. And the things, because I, I do an intake, as we would, any of us in the, you know, healthcare world would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, that's part of it. And, and I know a little bit about trauma, only that I know that it can change us epigenetically and it can create Absolutely. huge problems for us. And that's those are things that I have to take into consideration. But that's all, that's as far as it goes, is mm-hmm. taking it into consideration. But it can truly change it can flip switches like you know epigenetic switches but it can t- it can turn you in almost sometimes into a different person absolutely yeah. and it also mixes up our signals mm-hmm. in terms of what's dangerous and what isn't yeah one of the things i talk to my clients about is it's almost like if you have if you've been in multiple trauma situations first of all the more traumas you've had the more you tend to be fairly attractive to getting new ones Oh, that makes sense. Kind yeah. of energy. You and know, and we talk about, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like folks have a flashing neon sign above uh-huh. their head. Uh-huh. And so we want to dismantle the sign. Yeah. But the other piece of it is it can make it difficult to determine what's, what's a red light, what's a green light. And you, in trauma and after trauma, you can often sometimes confuse those two things mm-hmm. or everything feels like a yellow or a red light. And it gets really hard to figure mm-hmm. out what is safe what's a good thing to move towards i don't know anymore yeah well and that's kind of how whether it's a sig- huge significant trauma or just traumatic to us mm-hmm. one of the ways that people can get stuck right you Absolutely. get stuck in patterns you get stuck in the lack of understanding of what to do or where to go kind of that frozen mm-hmm. in time frozen mm-hmm. in space how do i make changes um turn my phone over and um, anyway, which is interesting because, you know, when I see this, I see it when it comes to food. Yes. But I also see it, and I think of myself, you know, there are, there's the negative self-talk. You know, you get stuck in that negative spiraling, downward spiral, spiral you, know, you know, I'm bad or I can't do it. Or why do I keep going with the same patterns or eating the same food that I know I'm not supposed yep. to eat? You know, and so how, how do we... How is it that you work with people to move past that being stuck? So, in the, and that stuckness actually becomes a habit that then tends to build on itself. Okay. So, we want the one of the first steps is to identify what are the habits we're in, and habits can be both overt, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like picking up the box of cookies. Habits can also be uh, covert. So inside our own minds, if somebody had a videotape watching our behavior, they wouldn't be able to see it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes those internal thoughts are driving some of the external choices. So we want to, first of all, identify what are the positive and negative habits that you're in. Mm -hmm. And most people have both. Mm -hmm. And most people can kind of nail one thing about their day, even if they're also failing every day at 4 o'clock or at 9 o'clock or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so increasing your understanding of what your patterns are, when are your most risky times? Mm -hmm. Who are your most risky people? Yes. Right? Yeah. Who and how do you how do you change that? Mm-hmm. And there's oftentimes more options than we give ourselves credit for. I'm working with a client right now who is looking to give up her wine habit. Mm, right? Everybody loves their wine. Everybody loves their wine. <laughs> um, I'm allergic to wine, so I don't have oh. a wine habit, which is yeah. really kind of interesting. Yeah. Don't worry, I have other habits. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> we all do. Um, we were actually just talking about my very heavy right foot. I have a tendency to speed. So I'm, Always in a hurry. You gotta I'm go. Gotta go. Consistently working on that. Um, no, it's more like I missed my calling as a race car driver. Oh. Yeah. It's no. It's it's uh. Like I said, we all have our habits. Yep. But so my client is trying to give up her wine habit. At night, she gets home. She walks in the door. She puts her bag down in this certain place. And the next thing she knows, she's opened up a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. And then some nights, and she intends to have a glass. Yeah. That's the hard part for a lot of people. Except that isn't the intention. Mm -hmm. And then the reality aren't matching Uh up. Right. And then she goes to bed and wakes up in the morning and is really frustrated with Mm -hmm. herself. And so there's both an internal habit Mm -hmm. of that frustration and I can't believe I did it again, I'm so worthless, right? All of that chatter. And then there's the external habit of the wine. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, one of the things that we talked about and worked on was just changing how she walks in the door. Mm -hmm. So changing the time she walks in the Mm -hmm. door changing how she walks in the door, and then huge change. If she would like to be a moderate drinker, she's chosen not to be an abstainer. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to give it all the way up. Yep. Don't buy wine. Yeah, just don't have it in the house. Literally, mm-hmm. do not stop at the store and mm-hmm. purchase it mm-hmm. on the way home. Yeah. If it's not there, you'll feel pretty disrupted normally for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That disruption of like a craving, mm-hmm. noticing the disruption. Oh, I know what this is. This is that craving that Carrie told me I was gonna mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. right? So the awareness is so important. So that building yeah. awareness mm-hmm. and identifying the patterns, what's working, mm-hmm. what isn't, and then taking a look. How can you muddle up the pattern mm-hmm. and make it harder? to indulge in the behavior you don't want to indulge in? And how do you make it easier to indulge in the pattern you do want to indulge Mm -hmm. in? Mm -hmm. One of the things I talk to clients a lot about when they come into my office, you will often, when you walk into my office, my desk is sort of tucked up against the wall and the couch is over here. And on the right-hand side of my desk, I typically have an apple or an orange or a pile of cut-up veggies Mm -hmm. or something like this. And it is choice architecture. I love this. 
So a yeah. while back mm-hmm. I was doing mm-hmm. an analysis of my eating patterns and was like, girl, you are eating like a bad kindergartner. Right? <laughs> I like, love this. Yeah. Like you were snacking on M&Ms instead of on veggies. Like, yeah. come on, you're turning 50. Mm-hmm. We could do better. Yeah. And so I started designing my environment to make it harder to get to the thing that I mm-hmm. would prefer not to have yeah. and to make it so easy to get to the thing I do want to have mm-hmm. that it was almost impossible not to choose it. Right. And then I made it a game. How many I servings? love this. And so this is the thing that, that like the tech world is doing, right? It's gamifying yes, and it. making making it kind of fun and sort of a challenge and exciting. And anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, you know, mm-hmm. this is – Something about humans, humans, we like games. But I guess everything that lives, they like to play. And part of why we like to play is we're mammals. Mm -hmm. Mammals are inherently more likely to move towards rewards than Mm -hmm. they are to do just about anything else, except for move away from pain. Mm -hmm. We're real good as mammals at moving away from pain. Oh, yeah. But have you ever, are you a dog person, horse person, cat person? uh, Dogs and horses. I have three dogs, no horses anymore, but my day's coming. Have your dogs ever played with you for no good reason? Yes. Probably pretty frequently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do they get the when they see a suitcase come out? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. They see me heading toward the door. Their ears go, no. Right? They hold their whole little body shrink. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, so sad. sad. Right? Mammals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. avoid pain. Mommy's leaving. Yep. Move towards reward. Mommy wants to play with me. Mm-hmm. So... If we reward ourselves, so we like to win, and we yes. like, and that's a big piece of playing mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. is trying to win. Yeah. And there's victory in trying to win. Mm-hmm. So if you make something a game, all of a sudden you're triggering that inner mammal in you that wants to play and be victorious. Yeah. So how did you gamify the food, your veggies and fruit on your desk? I set a goal for myself to have five to nine servings of fruit and veggies a day. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. five is kind of the minimum. Right. Nine is, you know, getting nine separate servings is, I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, major victory. It's right? pretty good. Yeah. I don't get to nine that often. But I get to five pretty often, partially mm-hmm. because it's like you don't get to leave until you've eaten your stuff. Oh. So it's like in each mm-hmm. time in between clients, then I'm, I'm hungry, I'm excited. It's keeping me fueled through the day because yep. particularly mm-hmm. certain days of the week I work really long days mm-hmm. and so it's become fun and then I feel like I've done something good for myself mm-hmm. and then I can kind of pat myself on the back and all of a sudden it's this game that mm-hmm. I play with, yeah just with my own self yeah I think that's great um and that's you know it's you tell people, you know, because, I mean, I, I will sometimes have things in the house that I shouldn't. It's not too often. You know, there's there are sure. obviously are levels, and I live with someone who I also have to take into consideration because yep. he's not as strict as I am, mm-hmm. but he's pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I tell people, you know, kind of like with the wine, don't have it in the house. Mm-hmm. I also know that a lot of times people have kids, and, and so I kind of want to talk through this because I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have kids and the kids want to have what they want to have. Sure. But my thought is, who's doing the grocery shopping? 
And if you don't have it in the house, sometimes I think it's kind of an excuse to, well, I need to pick this up for the kids. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. It's donuts or whatever it is. I'm going to give it for, to the kids on the weekend. But then, of course, it's there, so you're going to eat it too. But I don't know if you and I grew up around the same time because we're almost mm -hmm. the same age. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your household was like growing up. but It's very unhealthy. We actually mm -hmm. had, I had a reasonably healthy household. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was a really good cook, mm -hmm. and my dad and brother and I were really, really interested in eating what my mom cooked, and my friends mm -hmm. would come over, and so there nice. was kind of some rituals mm -hmm. around food and feeding people that Fun. I've totally adopted, yeah, which is great. great. But we didn't have things like Doritos in the house all the time, mm -hmm. but they also weren't off limits. Okay. So it was that notion of, and I think my mom was teaching balance before this was mm -hmm. popular to yeah. teach, which is awesome. Yeah. But we'd go to the beach and we'd grab chips and sodas and, you know, whatever because mm -hmm. it was a day at the beach. It was a fun day. And so I it was that. paired with okay. it was paired with fun and it was also paired mm -hmm. with, with the concept of special. Yes. So we would have dessert, but that didn't happen every single night. And mm -hmm. I think somehow we've gotten into this idea that we are obliged mm -hmm. to entertain our children 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. But that's actually really bad for us and for them mm -hmm. because it's robbing them of having something be special. Mm -hmm. And so having treats, the word treat is, is inherently about something being special. Yeah. So please have a treat, mm -hmm. especially if you're capable of being a moderator. Right. So if there are some foods that mm -hmm. you just, that are gonna trigger a binge no matter mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Don't have those around. Right. right. And don't start indulging because mm -hmm. you know that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But for the rest of things, allow yourself and enjoy having them be special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also teach your kids that same mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. You're not, if you let your kids eat candy all day long, watch TV all day long, and then you would be surprised that they, and not go to school, then you'd be surprised that they don't grow up to be great adults. And they grow up anxious and sad and unhealthy. And unhealthy and, and all of these things. All of the things that go along with it, yeah. But mm -hmm. this notion, this pressure that we have right now to make everything be fun all the time mm -hmm. for our kids, it's actually, it's really doing them a disservice. Mm -hmm. So yeah. instead teaching them that we do this sometimes, but we do this most of the time. Mm -hmm. That's great. I like that. Um, uh, in, in what you didn't say, and I'm glad you didn't say it, is there are a lot of people who will say everything in moderation. I think being moderate is one thing, but everything in moderation is a totally different story. And that's what a lot of people have this mindset, everything in moderation, which is very much a relative view or relative mm -hmm. term. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it does. It, it, I think it can lead to uh, you know, negative effects. The everything yep. in moderation. I don't like that at all. But if you are like you, what I appreciated was you said, if you know how to moderate, mm -hmm. which is a totally different yep. thing and a totally different story altogether. Well, if you know how to moderate, is touching on the concept of balancing things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hopefully encouraging folks to to understand that it, it goes back to that that comment that I mentioned mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Your best life is not perfect. Right. Your best life is messy and is in the choice realm instead of in the victim realm. So the victim realm is things are mm -hmm. happening to me. Yeah. Oh, things are so hard, right? Mm -hmm. And it 
trust me, things are really hard mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that choice realm is, okay, this thing has happened. Now what are my options? Mm-hmm. And so doing an assessment of what works and doesn't work, yep. then you have a lot of power. I do love that. Um, and it goes back to getting stuck. And I wrote on here, there's something that we had talked about was um, body shame. Body shame. So many of us have this, uh, and I've been there, um, and I'm surrounded by people who are there. We're ashamed of our body and the way that it looks, and then it just, it, then it goes into the food or into the alcohol or into the whatever it is that whatever is, you're avoiding, right, or doing right. too much of, mm-hmm. yeah. And making that transition from um, from the victim place mm-hmm. to I actually have power to change this. Now maybe you need to get a little bit of help to change it, whether that's from somebody like Dr. Carey, which I think is a very important thing because I think that that psychological aspect of food, of body shame, of all of the things that we deal with, it takes it can take it ha- I think it takes a professional a lot of times to get beyond those things because they're things that we don't understand. There's certainly things that I don't understand. And sometimes they're really old patterns, yes. right? Sometimes they're things Deep. that you've grown up with mm-hmm. for such a long time, you don't even totally understand mm-hmm. where they've come from. And so those un- unconscious programs are likely to be running the show. They also have a lot of experience with mm-hmm. running the show. Mm-hmm. And so it can be really helpful to have yeah. an outside person yes. help mm-hmm. you interrupt it, yeah. identify the pattern. Mm-hmm easier sometimes for someone outside of you to identify mm-hmm. the pattern than it is for you to do for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And and I would also say it goes, you know, you, I talk a lot about having a team. And mm-hmm. I think that, that it's important to consider your situation and sometimes you have to have a team of people to help you. And when I'm talking about, a lot of times I'm talking about, you know, the, the chronic Lyme diseases and, you know, these, these you know, really horrible situations. But it doesn't have to be that. It can be that you're in a situation where you don't understand your patterns, you don't understand why you keep eating the food you're eating, or you don't understand what foods are right for you. Right. Yeah, which is where, of course, I would come in or somebody like me who helps to give you the guidance. And so having a team of people to help you understand the mental and the emotional and then to help you understand, okay, I don't trust Dr. Google and I don't under, you know, and and all of the, the... the fad diets and fad BS that's out there, the jokes that are out there, there's so many jokes and what's healthy and what's not healthy. You know, it's it's not, it it used to be a natural understanding, you know, back Mm -hmm. prior to the industrial revolution where people would understand these are the herbs that I need to eat for this situation. This is the food that I need to eat. And this is, I feel bad. This is what I need to take it. Mm -hmm. And they would listen to their bodies Whereas these days we are programmed to take an antidepressant, take Advil, take something, something that's the quick fix when um, when these things aren't quick fixes and no. aren't intended to be. It took a long time to get to this point. It's going to take a while to get out of it. And some of Can. our quick fixes are actually suppressing our yes. ability to pay attention to what we need. Yeah. And... The other problem with the quick fixes is they're predicated on getting to a life where you have no problems. Mm. Unfortunately, not happening. Not happening. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that push towards, and it's good to notice, oh, oh, I'm in that place where, where I don't think we should have any problems. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. Getting ready to come here today, it was talking about, you know, the coffee spilled and there's a dental emergency and yeah. there's this going and there's that going and and it was like, you know, but I have somewhere to be, uh -huh. right? Is uh -huh. kind of how a natural human response is. I have somewhere to be. Yep. It's yep. important. Life doesn't necessarily pay attention to what mm -hmm. we need. Mm -hmm. We have to pay attention to what we need. Yeah. So it was like, slow down. It's been a messy morning. Let's double check that we have everything that mm -hmm. we need and then leave the house. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. it was one of those days where things were messy enough the coffee spills the last two seconds of leaving the house. I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is messy enough that I think I need to go back in and just double check that the stove is turned off. Oh, right, like yeah. it's been a little bit yeah. of a flighty morning. Mm -hmm. Let's take the extra twenty-two seconds yep. to walk in the house and go. Yes, the stove is off. Okay. Now this becomes a problem when it's OCD mm -hmm. and you're always checking and you have to check every day and you <laughs> right. check seventeen times and so we are not talking about OCD here. <laughs> talking about is awareness of like whoa like this morning was real messy yeah okay that mm -hmm. probably means I need to slow down mm -hmm. I actually didn't make any phone calls on the drive here I really mm -hmm. paid attention to driving I actually paid mm -hmm. attention to my speed uh, but it was like okay knowing that this mm -hmm. is a little bit of a f you know riled up morning mm -hmm. that's an invitation to slow down and I think if we can start using that same approach with food, mm -hmm. especially if you're realizing, oh my gosh, I've gotten too hungry. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yes. Okay, that's actually the mm -hmm. time to slow down. Mm -hmm. What's my next best move is a question that I love helping clients uh -huh. ask. Because you're doing an assessment, but you have to get into the present moment enough mm -hmm. to be able to do the assessment. If we're yep. just overwhelmed by emotions mm -hmm. and then we're really worried about something or we're really upset about something that happened, we're going to be in a swirl, and that swirl is not going to lead us in a right. positive direction. Right, because essentially you're taking out the, the thinking part. So if you're not right. assessing the situation, if you're not sitting in, in the moment and understanding what's going on, and then when you're starving, because we all get to that point where we're like, okay, I'm just going to eat everything that's in front of me, yep. sit back, and say, I can wait another two seconds to have something that actually is gonna feed my body yeah. um, and not have access, well, you might have the access, but you know, not grab the things that are not gonna make you feel good and give you the energy. And you know, so often we eat things that just bring us down and what happens then is then things just get worse. And yeah. then your body feels bad. Yeah, you, you feel bad, your body feels bad, and then you feel bad. And, it's all creating inflammation and you know we talk about this stuff all the time it can be these really big downward spirals when really all you need to do is maybe grab that piece of chicken and a carrot or something and eat it while you're cooking something have a snack you know yep. but you know yep. eat just it's that awareness and being in the moment and like you said I love that you say it's assessing yep take in that assessment and then start moving forward and I think a piece of the assessment also is sometimes recognizing, oh, I don't have any great choices right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? We were on a road trip in December, yeah. and the weather was much more complicated than we had hoped for. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, our dinner option is at a gas station in the oh, middle of rural Wyoming. Yeah. Right, there were not going to be a ton of great choices, yeah, yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. 
And instead of then beating ourselves up, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, we've been trying so hard. Where mm-hmm. are my veggies, mm-hmm. right? It was like, okay, slow down. Take a deep breath. Here's your option. Mm-hmm. One option is not to eat. Mm, that's not Probably really not an the option. Best option. We have another four and a half hours mm-hmm. with 80-mile-an-hour winds. Like, oh. We need to... We need to be alert, on yeah. deck, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, not eating is not is not going to be the healthy choice. What choice do we have? Mm-hmm. And went and sorted through and figured out we got some almonds. We yep. actually got some fried chicken because we we're like, hey, it's better than mm-hmm. any of the other options. And, and it ended up feeling like a victory even if – later mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily it's like oh yeah you know that isn't going to sit super well yeah okay I know this already mm-hmm. and let's plan for breakfast in the morning right to really you know mm-hmm. let's 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 have the veggie omelet in the morning yeah because last night wasn't a great mm-hmm. you know wasn't a great scenario yeah so I think it's that piece of figuring out when you're stuck like if you get home and you're starving and you realize you haven't done a great job mm-hmm. grocery shopping how can you slow down either make the best choice in the moment with what you have or flex and realize like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm actually going to need to run to the store real quick. Right, yeah. So trying to give people more options, but again, that's in that assessment. Mm-hmm. And that assessment, you want to get into your thinking brain. You don't want to just be swirling in mm-hmm. reactive emotions. Yeah. And I think there's also the understanding that perfection is there's no such thing. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So we all we all have our moments and we have our times and we don't want to you know, we don't want these to happen every day, but we also don't want to sit in our imperfections and, and beat ourselves up. Correct. Yeah. And I think this is where working with a professional actually is super helpful because there's a difference between overeating because you're anxious mm-hmm. and overeating because you haven't eaten all day. Yeah. So figuring out when are you overeating and why, Mm -hmm. and there might be a couple of other options, and I'm sort of talking a lot today about binging or overeating because, I don't know, that's what's in my head today, but... but Wherever it goes is good. (laughs) But I think that that's, it tends to be a big problem that I see Mm -hmm. in my practice, and people using food in ways that aren't about fueling your body and are instead about Mm -hmm. managing frustration or you know, using food as an avoidance Mm -hmm. or some sort of coping mechanism. So helping people figure out a way to have a healthier relationship with food so they can enjoy themselves and enjoy Mm -hmm. eating more. Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always, you know, when I'm talking to people or when I'm doing talks or whatever it is, I, and, and for me myself, this is very personal, I think about what it is that's gonna make me feel the best. Mm-hmm. I don't always make the perfect choice, but I do want, I have the mindset, and it's it's also taken me a lot of years. I told you I grew up in a fairly unhealthy, not an unhealthy home, but, mm-hmm. you know, we had, we always had tubs of ice cream, and we did the sausage, and the macaroni and cheese, and the canned beets, which I will never, ever eat canned beets. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> awful. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, my mom uh, grew up in a, you know, a a home that didn't have a lot of money and so she yeah. did what she knew and so and that's what we did and so I don't I have no idea where I came from because like <laughs> you know the 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 science and the the nutrition is not anywhere in in my home well it is now right. I mean kind of is kind of you know but um but there's also there was no understanding then for the most part there was you know my there was the 
this is what this is just food and food feeds you it's not do you get where i'm going and i also think that the food that was available we had so many less fake food choices right that's true so no we had a lot of tv dinners (laughs) but interestingly if you look at the Mm -hmm. ingredients on tv dinners from when we were growing up they were generally made Mm -hmm. out of real ingredients Interesting. If you I look at look then, the TV yeah. ingredients mm-hmm. now, the ingredient list is this long. It used to be this it's disgusting, long. Yeah. Still wasn't yeah. probably great for you, sure. right? Salisbury steak or whatever. That's exactly um, what I was thinking yep. of. <laughs> um, but if you look at if you look at the difference, mm-hmm. there's now all of these binders and interesting preservatives, preservatives and, and chemicals. chemicals and and, so there's there's things that are now mm-hmm. presented as food. And this is one of the things that's interesting when my clients come in and they're and they're ready to do weight loss as part of their journey. Mm-hmm. And they'll be interested in going into one of the programs that's either a crash diet, really low calories, or mm-hmm. it encourages eating a bunch of fake food. Yeah. Because oh, you awful. can track that better. Yeah. It makes me crazy. Except it's not real food. No. And it tends to tank mm-hmm. people's moods. Mm-hmm. So trying to help them make choices even if they're on one of the programs mm-hmm. that encourages that it's like okay so how do we use the program to actually be using real food yeah. instead of prepackaged food yeah because you might be eating but you're probably nutrient deficient yes. which is going to do what it's going to create inflammation it's going to create anxiety it's going to create weight gain because your body's like i've got to hold on to all this because i don't know what else to do and then when if you're going low calorie which is not sustainable you go low calorie, your body's thinking the same thing. You may lose the weight, but you're probably losing muscle tissue. And then what happens? You gain it right back, and you're gaining fat instead yep. of muscle. So you got it. It's that's why it's important to work with somebody on the mental and emotional piece, but also somebody who understands the food and what your food needs. That's yeah. why I like running labs and 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 understanding how the body's functioning, why it's functioning as it is, and what it is that's going to feed you the best to allow you to meet your goals. So mm-hmm. having those. You know, which is why I keep going back to a team, but I say it all the time. You know, I have people who I work with with people as a team because I'm not the best at everything, and I know not. that. Yeah, yep. and and so I just think me it's, neither. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> I know. Um, so it's it's a it, you know it's just I think it's really important to keep that in mind. I do need to take a quick break, though, because we got to talk about our sponsor, um, and then I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. But, so CellCore, CellCore Biosciences is our sponsor. Um, any chance you've heard of CellCore? You know, I've just, be... through you, I'm yeah. really, now I'm intrigued. Uh-huh, yeah. So they are, they're a supplement company, but super unique in their supplement, most in their supplements, but mostly in the delivery system of the herbs and nutrients that are in the supplements. Um, their focus really is mitochondrial health and cellular health, getting to the foundation of health and eliminating the body of toxins, microbes, worms. Nobody really likes it when I talk about worms, but worms is a big, big problem for people. Um, and it is, it can really inhibit our forward movement in trying to get healthy. And so I see a lot in my practice people who we reduce symptoms and they come back and we reduce symptoms and we come back and they come back. Why is that? It's because we're not getting to the root cause of the, of, of the problem. Um, and oftentimes it comes back to some kind of infection, whether it's parasitic, whether it's worms, whether it's microbial, um, which then creates the mitochondrial dysfunction, the cellular dysfunction and 
on and on and on, right? Um, leading to disease. Disease is a symptom. I don't care if it's ALS, I don't care if it's diabetes, I don't care if it's gut pain or joint pain. They're all symptoms. Diseases are just a group of symptoms and we gotta figure out what's causing the symptom. Anxiety, depression, yep. all symptoms. Overeating, cravings, they're all symptoms. So um, I love the way that they work. Uh, they, the, the, they use these bioactive carbons that allows the nutrients, the herbs, to get deep into the cells and then also allows for that, uh, the, the regeneration of the mitochondria. Um, and anyway, it's, it's an amazing company. I love what they're doing. They're, it's, it's, it's really cool stuff. But nobody likes it when I talk about worms. But I'm just going to keep talking about worms because it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. So I appreciate them. I appreciate them for being our sponsor. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, oh, it was, it, it was talking about, here's your, I wrote it down, this is your blog. The blog that you wrote, which I, I put in um, the, the video yes. and uh, the marketing yesterday because I thought it was a really great article, and it's about extremes. Mm -hmm. The right? joy of middle ground, yes. I think it's the blog title. It is, it is, and I really appreciated it, and I think that it's important to, you know, it goes right along with what we're talking about, you know, when you feel stuck, you know, you're way over here, or when you're, you know, you, the extremes don't really get us anywhere. Right, And we often feel like if we are at one extreme, our only option is to go from there all the way over to the other mm -hmm. extreme. Mm -hmm. And a newsflash, pro tip, doesn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Write it, it down. Doesn't work. <laughs> but it's very tempting. And it's oftentimes what we are getting presented in society as our best option mm -hmm. and sometimes even our only option. Mm. And it, this relates back actually to the question that you asked earlier about body shaming. Mm -hmm. So we have this notion of if my body isn't terrific mm -hmm. as defined by, I don't know, being a size zero or something, and yeah. there's you know, 12 people in the world who are mm -hmm. naturally a size zero, everybody else is yeah. starving themselves to get there. So it's like if, if I'm a size 22 and my only option is to be a size four, it's very unlikely that the 22 is going to feel great in the 22, but it's also going to feel colossally impossible to get to the mm -hmm. four, right? Or the mm -hmm. zero or the two mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the question becomes, and this is a question I ask all the time in general in, in, in my practice is, what's most important to you? Yeah. What would health look like for you? We're unlikely to make anxiety go all the way away. With food, you need to eat multiple times a day. It's so important. Do not idea, not eat. Yes. <laughs> the idea of like, oh, well, I've been overeating. Now I need to stop eating. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -mm. And as soon as you stop eating, right, go on one of those crazy, mm -hmm. have you heard of the crazy hormone diets where you're injecting yourself with hormones and you're only eating 400 calories a day or 600 calories a day or something like this? It's unbelievably Don't do that. Nuts. Don't Please do that. do not do that. But What kind of hormones? Sorry, I, can't, I didn't know this. I, I had a couple of folks in like mom's groups when this was a few years back when my daughter was in middle school and they were all on this on this hormone diet and they're injecting themselves with something and then they're having 600 calories a day. Oh, it's the HGH? Yeah, that. I do remember this. I knew a couple of people on it too. 
These things are not sustainable. It you can't eat six hundred calories. It's hard to eat a thousand calories and actually sustain. You will lose the weight. It will come back. It's not okay. Yeah. So, but so the option was right. Like mm-hmm. these folks were so desperate and so unkind to themselves mm-hmm. and about themselves that their only option was to do this dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, inevitably, it doesn't work Mm-mm. or it works gangbusters yep. but then as soon as you try to go back to being normal you haven't actually put in any normal habits yeah so trying to get folks away from the extremes and mm-hmm. to understand that there's this lovely myriad gray area mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. whatever extreme you currently feel like you're at mm-hmm. this is not going to be the ideal solution yeah 99 percent of mm-hmm. the time yeah I, I talk to people about that a lot. It, it, it is amazing, oh gosh, the how it is that we can accept that eating these these ways that these bad diets put out are okay. Isn't um, that strange? It's, it's crazy. I don't understand it at all. And you put your body into such a, a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, just like you said, there might be some success, but what happens after and that and you you hit the nose hit it on the nose <laughs> hit the nail on the head thank you i was going to combine those like something's not right here um is that's what gets me is when people come to me and they tell me that they've been on this diet or they've been doing this and this is quick fix or whatever the case may be and i ask the question so what happened well i gained the weight back or this happened or whatever or things you know the symptoms came back it's like because you didn't learn how to eat. Correct. You didn't learn your body. You're not understanding what it is that your body needs. There are, when you said this already, there are, in most cases, there are no quick fixes. But my goal and yours when working with people is to educate, to help to understand who you are, who you are, who I am, who you are, because we are all individuals which is, it goes back to the truth of the show and the truth of each of us, mm-hmm. you know, is your truth and your health is different than everybody else. Yes. Your genetics are different. Your brain is different. Your trauma is different. Your history is different. Even from the person you live with, from your twin, you are different and unique in what your needs are and what your body needs and what, what foods you need. Um, and it's an understanding, you know, it's, it's that education understanding of your body not everybody else's body. And this is a huge piece of my work is empowering you to, mm-hmm. to live your yes. best life. Yes. And what's the feel of the life that you want to have? Mm-hmm. You know, I've mentioned a couple of times I enjoy taking care of people. I enjoy cooking for people. I enjoy having a very open house. Mm-hmm. Kind of the more the merrier perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends has a very closed private house. There is not better or worse houses. There's just more likely to have prom get ready at my house than at her house, right? Right. Which is fine. But but there's pros and cons to almost everything in anyone's Mm -hmm. best life. Mm -hmm. And figuring out what the feel is of Mm -hmm. your life that you're interested in and then determining how well that works for you. And I would imagine it would be a little bit of a process for somebody and sort of talking through it to to actually sit back, analyze what it is that they want their life to be yes. and to look like. Mm-hmm. And when it's their life, it's their body, it's their 
mind it's their home it's you know their clothes it's all of these things their food you sit back and you really feel it take it in learn it and then you take baby steps because Mm -hmm. baby steps you have to I think we have to take baby steps in most everything to have some success for the most part right um but to to just know what to know what you want and what you need Mm -hmm. and then action you know take those actionable and aligned steps and figuring out how do you again back to the concept of choice architecture mm-hmm. how do you empower yourself and your world to make it easy have some replicatable mm-hmm. patternable habits that are easy mm-hmm. to figure out mm-hmm. particularly if you're making changes with food what are some things that are on almost any menu that you can just plan to have. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to spend a ton of time and energy agonizing about what Mm -hmm. you're gonna have or Mm -hmm. being able to go out. Instead, it's like, oh, I know if I order this versus that, I tend to be, I tend to feel good, it tends Mm -hmm. to help me stay on my program and and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. So that notion of, and that's that empowerment piece. Mm -hmm. So figuring out what are the choices that work well for you and then how can you systematize them a little bit I would love to hear some examples. One of the examples that you gave me the other day, which I, I love, um, it wouldn't work for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I'm curious. What did I, I know, say? I know. Well, it was going to bed in your gym clothes, so you just wake up, get out of bed, and you go to the gym. Yep. I don't like sleeping in a lot of clothes. Yep. So it would make me crazy, especially tight clothes. It yep. would kind of make me crazy. But, um, you know, I have heard, you know, you put your tennis shoes right there next mm-hmm. to the bed. You know, what are the things that are going to make life easier on you to make the, the, the habit changes um, doable and creating and actually create the habit. So what are some other... A huge piece of that is making them as simple as possible. Yeah. I was talking to a client yesterday about journaling. She was talking mm-hmm. about how much she hates journaling. And at the same time, she's like, I know that I need to be writing some of this down. I can't just have everything circulating in mm-hmm. my head. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get some things up and out. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, I need to get some things up and out. And so... The suggestion was, okay, well, let's make this as simple as possible. Let's do one sentence a day. She's like, I can do one sentence mm-hmm, a day. Mm-hmm. And I said, and now let's make sure that you actually do it by, by building in a reminder. So she mm-hmm. set a cell phone alarm for 9 p.m., mm-hmm. one sentence a day. Boom. Nice. Right? So the, the example of the gym closed to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, similarly, I don't like tight things at yeah. bedtime. No, mm-mm, thank you. But I have some clients who that has successfully mm-hmm. transformed mm-hmm. how they wake up in the morning. So yeah. they wake up in the morning, they're already in their clothes, and they're like, oh, snap, I might as well just hop on the bike. Just go. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Similar, my client with the wine who's trying to mm-hmm. shift how she drinks mm-hmm. wine. She comes home. She doesn't put her bag in the same place. Mm-hmm. She comes home, and she's actually sitting in her car for two or three minutes before she walks in the door to center herself and to kind of like close her eyes. One of the most instinctually quick messages to our bodies about being safe is closing our eyes. Mm. We are safe enough to shut down an entire Mm -hmm. sensory system. We're probably pretty safe. Yeah. So she sits in her car, she closes her eyes, and she decides how she wants to walk into the house. That takes like 90 seconds. Yeah. That 90 seconds, she walks in. She walks in with a different energy, a more forward, present mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking in, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. Twitter baited about her day. Mm-hmm. 
So small changes that strangely, strangely helpful. Yeah. One of the things that I like to tell people, because we know the science behind meditation, and I know that mm-hmm. you you talk about meditation, you, you don't lead your part of a meditation group? Or yeah. Do you, okay, yeah. Um, but how important it is to take that time, the prayer time. For me, it's some prayer, it's meditation, yeah. it's a little bit of a combo. Um, I The sun's finally out. My favorite place to meditate is outside in the sun. And... Oh, it's the best thing in the world. The other day I woke up in the morning and I was like, God, turn the lights back on. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah. Um, But, you know, people, you hear it all the time. I said the same thing. I can't meditate. My brain just goes, just goes, and just goes. And and that's why it's called a practice. It's what we do is we practice it. But I kind of, it's like what you said, you take it back, you go five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's in the shower. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't care if it's, you know, wherever it is, you take those five minutes and you sit and you be still. Yep. If it needs to be guided, be prepared and have a good guided mm-hmm. meditation mm-hmm. set up. And, you know, there are so many apps out there for good guided meditations. I found one and it was 30 minutes, which it made me so happy. I don't usually meditate for quite that long, mm-hmm. but it was a Joe Dispenza oh, uh, meditation. Oh, his stuff is so interesting. Oh my gosh, crazy stuff. And it was in the sun. It was like I've been craving this since October or whenever mm-hmm. our last really nice warm day was. And it was amazing. It was a great meditation. Anyway, I don't need to get too deep about that. But if you, when you start to figure it out and you start to get there, and I don't always get there. I Actually, I rarely get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you you and everyone else, by the way. Right. It's a total yeah. myth that meditation makes your mind quiet. Yeah. Your mind is going and going mm-hmm. and going. Meditation is noticing that your mind is mm-hmm. going and going and going. Mm-hmm. It is not, success is not a quiet mind. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's important to know, important, important to hear. Yeah. Um, but it does, if you're still, it does take your body, your biochemistry from the crazy, sympathetic, right? From the crazy to the calm the parasympathetic mm-hmm. so to from the crazy to the rest and digest and yep. so it, it it works and it works every time just being still yes mm-hmm. and closing your eyes and it gets you back into that mm-hmm. assessment mode that we mentioned earlier yes. right mm-hmm. when you're in the swirl most of us know what the swirl feels like it typically feels like tension or mm-hmm. tightness in our guts mm-hmm. it tends to feel like raciness in mm-hmm. our chests Sometimes we're sweaty mm-hmm. or just feeling sort of that, that like, oh, kind of motion. Yeah. Um, and then it tends to look like literally your, your thoughts swirling around and feeling just mm-hmm. almost blinded by whatever mm-hmm. emotion is coming up. Whoa, I'm in the swirl. Mm-hmm. Put your feet on the ground. And one of my favorite things to do is to teach people to and victory here is trying this it's not succeeding yeah but press your if you're if you're joining us at home or on facebook press your left foot into the ground and just see if you can roll your toes whether they're in shoes or your barefoot or in your socks doesn't matter Uh, roll your toes and see if you can feel all five toes Mm -hmm. most of the time we can feel our big toe and our baby toes Mm -hmm. and then it's like a clump in the middle Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So, like I said, success here is trying this. Mm -hmm. Victory is just in the trying. Occasionally, you'll actually be able to feel all five toes. Mm -hmm. But it brings you right into that present moment. Yeah. Drops you in. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, oh, I'm anxious. 
Oh, I'm upset. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm mad. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's my next best move? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So it's fun. Awesome. Well, another hour down. It goes so fast. It goes so fast. (laughs) This is so much fun. Well, we'll do it again. Um, I think that this is, these, these are just really great talks and I love bringing in well, I mean, I do it all the time is bringing in the stuff that I'm clueless about. <laughs> you, have, you, have some ni- you have some nice baseline knowledge here. I'm going to give you some bit, credit. A little bit. Um, but it is, it, you know, it, I love, I mean, well, this is how I learn, right? Yes. I learn because I want everybody else to learn, but mm-hmm. this is where I learn too. And my favorite thing in the world is to learn. Uh, me too. Yes. <laughs> So uh, tell us real quick where you can be found, you know, all of the things that, that everybody needs to know about you. So I can be found, my, my website is coloradotherapycare.com. I am just about to launch my website that is specific to speaking and my book, which is coming out in six Show weeks. Show the book. It's so Yay! fun. So this is the draft from the publisher. Mm-hmm. I have one more edit. Oh my gosh, the editing. Uh, and then it will get printed without this lovely stripe on it. Um, self-help on the go. Self-help on the go. I love it. But that website will be specific to speaking, book, consulting, awesome. things like that. Awesome. But individual therapy, small groups, uh, and I just really enjoy helping people navigate the realities mm-hmm. of life with mm-hmm. more ease. Mm-hmm. Good. So Yeah. And it's, it's needed. We all need a little more ease. Um, so... Thank you for joining us. Nikki Burnett, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio. Uh, You can find me everywhere at Taste Life Nutrition. You can go to the website, uh, fill out the assessment that comes straight to me, and I will reach out to you personally. And we'll talk about it, you know, whether it's small stuff or big stuff, and we'll see if we need to, uh, you know, kind of have a few helpful tips or dig deeper, which is what I enjoy is digging deeper. Um, of course, we have our Body Bliss course that uh, is available, and we have uh, group coaching that we've just started. So uh, if you have interest in that, they're all on the website. You can go to the Facebook page, Taste Life Nutrition, the Instagram, all of the places. It's hard to keep up with. But um, thank you for joining us. Remember, we're here now every week, Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, and we will catch up with all of you next week. See you later. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. I didn't thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I was like,